Welcome to the Authors Who Lead podcast. This podcast is dedicated to you, people who want to be inspired by authors, leaders, and the messages they share. This is such an important podcast to us because we help uncover what goes on behind the scenes when authors are writing their book. We talk about the process. We talk about where they get big ideas, and you can listen in on those conversations. We can't wait for you to join us. So let's get started. Hey, everybody. Asul Thronis here from Authors Who Lead, and I'm thrilled to talk to you today about one of the things I care about most, and that's helping people write their books. So many times I talk to people, they have a great book idea, they actually are the right authority, but something gets in their way. And a lot of the things that get in their way is not their ability to write or even their idea. It's the thought of getting started. And that's what we're going to talk about today. What do I do if I have a book idea? Maybe I even put some things down on paper, maybe on a hard drive in a a Google folder or something or a notebook, but you still can't get started. You just feel like every time you go to sit down to start, you don't know what to do. Well, that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. And today we're going to talk about one of the things we'll be doing next week. So if you're listening to this in the present moment, when it released, we're going to do a five-day challenge. Now, why the five-day challenge is so important is so many people, they get the idea to start and they begin, but then they don't continue. So the five-day challenge is designed to help you get the book idea out of your head, get clear about why it's important, why you have a unique authority in this world to write this book, and how do I get started to get my writing habit so that I can finish this book as easy as 30 days. Now, I know that might seem like a big promise for a five-day challenge, but if you attend, we have so many opportunities to help you and unravel what's inside of a book writing beginning, because a lot of times we get stuck. So let's dive right in. So the first thing you need to know when you're starting to write is more than likely you have more ideas in your head than you probably need for a book. That means if you've ever tried to start start writing and then you get stuck and you're not sure if you should continue or if it should go left or right or, you know, sort of that agonizing beginning. Well, oftentimes I tell people, if you're having a writer's block, it's because you have too much to say. So the first thing you need to do when you're starting anything is to empty your head. I mean, empty it. Get a piece of paper and write down anything and everything that's in your mind about this book, about what's blocking you, about your excitement, about the ideas in the book, anything and everything. And then I want you to be able to put a time limit to that because you don't want to spend all day doing that because you could probably ruminate on the ideas in your head forever. But the goal of it is to empty out your head for now. What book is in your awareness now? The reason I want you to put it on paper, it's a lot easier to see why you're having a hard time focusing if you can see what was in your head on a sheet of paper, for example. Now you can look at those ideas. And I tend to ask people to draw them, put them in sort of like a visual map, get them out of your head so that you can actually see where the connections are. Because some of the best books come from the smallest principles and ideas that you have. Oftentimes, authors will overstuff a book with too many great concepts. Though they might be great, you might have a lot of experience. Remember, the reader is only taking in information um, at a smaller amount than you're producing it. So even if you're writing a lot, they will be overwhelmed. It's like drinking water from a fire hose. So even though you might have a lot to say, you got to be wary or at least clear about who your reader is. If you're not clear about your reader, then you'll easily get distracted, get overwhelmed, and try to prove yourself by overstuffing the book. You want it to be good, right? That's the biggest challenge of writing any book is wanting it to be good. Now, it would seem logical that everyone should want to write a good book, but the problem with writing a, quote, good book is that there's some weird artificial judge that's naming it good or bad. 
We aren't the best judges of its being good, but we can be the best judge of writing the best that we can for now. Sure, if you keep writing for another month, it might get better, maybe because you just got better writing. But it doesn't mean that the book can be any better than you can produce. And waiting longer won't necessarily make you a better writer. Writing will. So I encourage you to start right away, empty your head and figure out what's inside. And then don't try to overstuff it with complex ideas or even everything you know. Remember, the reader is looking for something to shift or change their perspective, their mind, or their ideas in some way that they weren't thinking about before they met you. And if you try to get them to change too much, they'll actually stop reading or they won't find it valuable or be overwhelmed that it's too hard. So remember, if you're writing a book that you, with your expertise, you've got to realize that the curse of the expert is they, they know too much and they can't really remember what it was like to be the beginner or the person down the path from where you are now. So you got to take a smaller bite of the story and emptying your head will help you to see that so you can move forward. Now, after you get your idea clear and you find the one that really matters, don't forget that an idea that's small is just as powerful and I would dare say even more powerful than what people think a big idea is. For example, big ideas are often just too complex when little ideas are simple, easy to explain and almost feel like you kind of knew it already, but you just didn't notice it in this way. That's what you want. You want a simple, small idea that's um, able to have the reader read about it, think about it, and move forward. One of my clients, Ali Abdal, who just wrote a book called Feel Good Productivity, uh, was a little worried when he started writing his book for a couple reasons. Number one, he felt like maybe there has been too much written about productivity already. Maybe he was too young. At the time when we started working together, he was only 26. He'd only had one job for, for the most part, and that was being a doctor. He had just graduated medical school, had been practicing as a doctor, and then left to be a YouTuber. So his, in his mind, his experience was limited. But what I told him is that what matters in what you write isn't the complexity of what you write, because everybody doesn't want to look foolish or wants to seem smart. I get that. But the reader needs the ideas to be so simple they can't forget to talk about it. A book talked about is more important than a book even that's finished. So feel-good productivity is about enjoying the journey over the destination. And it's a simple premise that you'll do more, be more productive if you actually enjoy it. And he has a lot of scientific research to back it, case studies and examples from his own life that help make this a unique perspective. From a Cambridge doctor who was number one in his class, his ideas and strategies for productivity are really unique and awesome, but counterintuitive as well. I have a feeling whatever you're writing, you have something that makes you unique. Maybe you present a different side of the story. And maybe not because you're the oldest or most experienced person in the app, genre, you might just be the most unique. And that's the thing you want to lean on most is your uniqueness. Because we don't need guides. I mean, we need guides more than we need gurus. And what I mean by that is we need guides to help us along the way, right? You ever been hiking where you were moving along and you went down a wrong trail and you had to go back and go back another direction because you read the sign wrong or whatever? Well, wouldn't it have been nice to have a guide that had done it before and go, hey, don't go down that trail. You'll waste about four four hours of your time going there and back. Go this way instead. You're like, oh, thank you so much. Versus the guru, somebody sitting in a cave waiting at the top of the mountain for you to arrive. You're like, oh my gosh, I finally got here. It took me a lot longer than I thought. And they said, yeah, you went right instead of left. You're like, yes. Like, mm-hmm. Well, it would have been nice to know <laughs> versus waiting all that way to get there. So sometimes the curse of the expert is that you're not giving them enough of the stuff they need right then. And if you can make it simple enough for them to understand that you are the unique messenger of this message, that you'll help them. You'll help them see their path far away. 
and take the step they need in real time. So don't get caught up in the ideas, am I smart enough? Am I an expert enough? Just remember your reader is not ahead of you and they're behind you. Maybe they're a mile behind or maybe they're just a few steps. But either way, your unique perspective about how you got where you are is probably what they're reading the book for. And again, the other challenge with experts are we don't really necessarily get inspired by the experts. Let's say you finished university or you know of someone who finished university and end of a semester, more than likely they toss out their textbooks into a donation bin and they give them and donate to the next students. They don't keep them. Maybe you kept a few for nostalgia or you thought you'd use them and they sat on a shelf for 10 years and then eventually you donated them. Maybe that's just me. But what I notice is that those books that get tossed away were written by some of the smartest minds in universities all over the world. And yet their expertise doesn't implore you to keep them. In fact, it doesn't even become useful outside of that academic area. Expertise is one thing. But being able to transfer that to someone else is a totally different thing. And I've helped many professors, doctors, lawyers who have a lot of professional acumen, they know a lot, have a hard time to translate it because they keep trying to return to a spot where they are instead of returning back to the reader where they're at. So remember, they're not looking for experts. They're looking for guides. They're looking for you. What do you say about this? What do they, what do they need from you to help them achieve the goals that they have? A lot of people reached out to Ali Abdal because, one, he seemed to do really well in school and they want to know how he studied. How did he be, become so productive where he was a doctor, started a YouTube channel, teaching people about productivity and passing exams, etc.? How did he do it? How did he balance a busy life as a doctor, finishing medical school, and then be able to do all the things he wanted to do outside, like start a YouTube channel? We'll talk more about Ali's book and his journey and the journey he made that book, Feel Good Productivity, to get to number one, not only on a category in Amazon, but also a New York Times bestseller and a Sunday Times bestseller. But it wasn't because we focused on, during the writing process, it becoming a bestseller. We focused on what makes you this unique messenger in this productivity space, and that's what we focused on. So writing a book really is about you guiding the people that are just behind you to go forward and take action so they can follow you in your footsteps. Don't get overwhelmed if you're trying to start, but you do need to know what you're doing. You need to have a plan. You need to have actionable steps every step of the way, or what will happen is you will stop. I did it multiple times when I started books before I had a system and I would stop. More people have written books by joining this challenge than any other like small offer I've ever given. Why? Because here's what's there. A proven path for you to get started and get your idea out of your head to validate the idea and then get started by understanding why you're the unique, unique messenger. Also by getting a plan for executing your writing, developing a writing habit, which is as, as much as little time as 20 minutes a day, and also being accountable to taking steps and sharing your work with the community. Because in that challenge, we have a small community place that's online, it's separate from Facebook, but it feels a lot like a social place where you can interact and connect and share your work and inspire others because you need encouragement and accountability. And we hope that you'll join us on this incredible challenge. And I'm offering it again right now. And I want you to be there because there's nothing worse than, than you wanting a book, but just it being stuck inside of you. And I've used this many, many times here. My favorite quote from Maya Angelou is, there's no greater agony than an untold story inside of you. And I'd hate to see the book idea you've been hanging on to or the new book idea that you've been wanting to start but just couldn't get out of your head to stay there. Not only does it deprive the rest of the world of your expertise, 
but it also starts to fester inside you and maybe block your other creative endeavors. And we don't want that. So this podcast is more to kind of be a, an inspiration, sort of a challenge, and to a call to action. Come join us on the challenge. If you go to challenge.authorsyourlead.com, that's challenge, the word challenge, dot or period, authorsyourlead.com, you'll get the details of the challenge. You'll see right there how to sign up. And you get access to the recordings, you get to join the community, get feedback live from me. I'll be coaching you every day for five days, which I don't normally do. And you get the help and support of the other community members, some who are doing the challenge for a second or third time. So I want to encourage you and inspire you to take that action today, join the challenge. And if you're not sure where to begin, go to authorswholead.com. We have so many programs, so many things, even programs you can join as little as a dollar a day and get your book out of you. I hope this inspires you to take action. Don't sit in a, on an idea any longer. Come to the challenge and maybe just vet the idea and see what, what's there, even if you don't think you're ready. More than likely, you're never going to feel ready. You're just going to have to take the action. I'm Asul Tronis. Thank you again for being here. And I want to hear about you. Leave me a message in the comments or uh, post a review about this episode and what you want to hear more of. I'm inspired by all the writers that reach out to me and tell me that this podcast is helping them. And that's why I do it because I care so much about those stories and those messages and the books that go out in the world. Until next time, we'll see you then. Thank you for listening to another episode of Authors Who Lead. I'm Asul Taronis. We appreciate you. Please subscribe so you can get the notification that we have new episodes every week and go to authorswholead.com to learn about our show notes and all of our backlists of amazing authors we've interviewed since the beginning of this podcast. Thank you and have an amazing day.